What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to the Beat Physician Burnout Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Deanna Larson, internal medicine hospitalist and physician burnout life coach. I want this podcast to be your burnout Bible with topics to include anything and everything related to burnout. If you want to learn about burnout, prevent it, or overcome it, this is the place for you. I do want to give a disclaimer that the information and opinions shared here are for information and educational purposes only. They do not serve as medical or professional advice. They do not represent any medical or professional institution or organization. If you are truly ready to take control of your life and put these tools into actions, I am here to help. I have a free consultation call for any physician who is looking into coaching. Please sign up for a free consult in the link below. You are listening to the Beat Physician Burnout Podcast, episode number seven. First, I want to tell you that my signature coaching program, Beat Physician Burnout, is open for enrollment. I used to launch this program quarterly, and then I decided that people don't need burnout help every quarter. They need it every day. And so my team and I decided that we want to be able to onboard people any day of the year that they decided that they need help. So if you want to sign up, you go to my website under services, and you can find all the details. But simply, my program is a combination of one-on-one and group coaching. We have all the other stuff, CME, videos, worksheets, but I think the most important thing is the coaching. And in the published studies, we have shown it only takes three and a half hours of one-on-one professional coaching to show improvement in burnout scores. So that's where I really focus on. And I want to make sure that you know about the other great thing that um, you can get CME from listening to my podcast All you have to do is sign up and you can get one CME credit per episode. It really takes about five minutes to do. You can listen anywhere and then all you have to do is go to the link uh, to my podcast page. Each episode has a CME section with the link. You register, you answer two questions that are really more like reflection type questions, what you think you learned from the podcast or how you will use it in your practice. And I am charging you nothing. You can skip the intro of the podcast. You can listen to me at one and a half or two times speed. You can earn CME while folding your laundry, exercising, or walking the dog. So I think this is going to be really great. So today in the podcast, I want to talk about how to deal with working mom's guilt. And I'm going to start with a definition, although I think this is probably different for everybody. But if you look it up, it's working mom guilt is specific phenomenon that describes the emotional stress mothers experience when they can't spend enough time with their children. And it leads to self-doubt, worry, and low self-esteem. 
I think the reason that we worry so much is because we think that it's going to affect our child. And they've done studies on this. And that's why I think we fear so much that we're harming our child. We're not with them enough. Uh, my child's not going to have a good overall well-being. Fortunately, increasing evidence has shown that the psychological and emotional health of a child is not significantly impacted by having a working mother. These studies are built on the data that really says that working moms make sure to organize their time effectively and really go for quality over quantity. It's perfectly acceptable to talk to your kids about your work. I know it's easier to say, I have to go to work, pay the bills, put food on the table, but is this a message you really want to give your children? And be careful even about giving them a subtle message. When I got, I actually got caught in this. When um, my daughter was little, I used to say, I'm a doctor and I care for sick people, right? I mean, how much trouble could that get me in? But then at some point, our kids realize that we go to work as doctors at times when other parents are with their families, like Christmas or her birthday. And one time my daughter said, I hate the sick people for taking you on Christmas. So I really feel it's essential to explain to your children the fulfillment that we get from our job. I really enjoy taking care of my patients and even the contribution to society that we get as a physician. And then I think mothers also worry that we are uh, having an effect when we work on our family relationships. So it, I think it's common for us to worry about, you know, how does the family hold up when we are at work? And they've done studies on this. And we know in these studies that families are actually better off economically with two working parents. And also the studies show that the women who work often burden more of the work and the children care responsibilities. So I think this is something that as women, we sort of understand that um, we still, even if both parents work, the majority of the child care goes to the woman. And this can often lead again to uh, balance problems. How are we going to balance all of these different things? So how do we cope with working mom guilt? I want to talk a little bit about the disparity that is allowed when a quarter of women aren't allowed a promotion due to being unable to balance working and parenting. And this is no surprise to a lot of us. And we think, I'm failing my children. I miss out on job opportunities if I take too many breaks from work. And if you've asked these questions, then you're in the right place. Studies have shown that often being a parent makes it harder for women to advance in their careers. But being a parent does not seem to have the same effect on male careers. During the pandemic, with decrease in daycares and homeschooling, these tasks fell to female doctors disproportionately. And this often creates what I call my balance yo-yo. I would feel like I was failing in my career and then spend a lot of time and energy on my work, sacrificing my self-care and home life. And then I would feel like I was failing as a parent and flip and spend more time on my home life. And it was just a constant cycle or yo-yo back and forth. But really, it is something that can be done with a little bit of help. So organizing is always a good answer. Nobody likes feeling scatterbrained. So I really want to tell you that planning does help.
What worked particularly well for me was to have a particular time of the week that I could talk to my daughter about the ideas of activities she wanted to do. Unfortunately, when I was particularly stressed, I felt like if she would ask me something, I would say no to any request before she even got it out of her mouth. At that time, I was so overwhelmed with just trying to get through the day and make sure everybody had what they needed that any other thing would have pushed me over the edge. What I found was that planning, it seemed less overwhelming. Unfortunately, children are not planners. They often come up with these great ideas at the last minute and are so disappointed when we can't quickly accommodate what they want to do. You may or may not be the person who can easily adapt from having only your children in your house to having your children and all of their friends spend the night in your home. If you can easily adapt, good for you, but this was not something that I was easily able to do. But what did work for me was to set up a time each week to talk and plan a fun activity. Sometimes our ventures were small with just us, and other times they included all of our friends. This system gave me the control and advance I needed to work around my schedule and make it pleasurable for both of us. It was usually Friday nights. We would get together, we would sit down and talk about what she wanted to do, and Friday nights still I could usually make things happen for that weekend if I was not working on the weekend, and if not, then we could plan it for the next week. Even that activity became a fun thing that we would do together. Next, I want to talk about splitting responsibilities. A common trait of working mothers is trying to do it all. We are very type A. We are used to being in charge as physicians, but what we need to learn to do is to delegate. We need to get help. We need to ask for help. I did not used to be very good at this, but I have gotten so much better. It's really time that you start splitting responsibilities. I'm going to give you an example of one that may be a little unusual for people. When my daughter was young, I decided to pay someone to drive her to her hour-long dance class. It was during a busy traffic drive time. She was tired. I was tired. It was only an hour class, and I tried to be productive, but there was nowhere to really sit, to do work. The other moms were talk, and honestly, that was really much more fun than trying to be productive. It was always such a rush time, and we were often actually bickering at each other when we got home. And then again, rushing to get something to eat. And when I decided to hire someone to drive her, I then had the freedom to use that time after her school when she was gone to unwind myself, get organized, get dinner ready. And then when she got home, I could really focus on us and her. She didn't really like being driven, but at that age, I don't think she could really see the difference between the quantity and the quality of that time. And it really was my mental health of trying to do it all. And okay, so I don't want to start a war between the sexes, but I do want to give you some statistics. 50% of male physicians have a stay-at-home partner, where only 9% of female physicians have a stay-at-home partner. Women tend to be the default parent. By this, I mean the parent who gets the sick calls from school, does the family organizing, and knows what size clothes everyone wears. As a female physician, again, I like to be in control, and I think I know the best way. We all do. And sometimes our spouses can feel this. They often start out wanting to help, but then they tend to back off after being corrected or feeling like they're being judged. 
As a hospital's working evenings, my daughter's father had to figure out a way to get her to sleep, and it ended up not being the exact way that I would have done it. I'm sure he doesn't listen to these podcasts, and we get along pretty well even if he does, so I'm going to just tell some of these stories. I had worked really hard getting her on a sleep schedule before I went back to work, and of course I wanted her to be put in her bed at a certain time in her pajamas. And sometimes I would come home and he had put her to sleep in her regular clothes. Sometimes I came home and she was asleep in her regular clothes in her swinging chair. And as a first-time mom who had read all of the books on doing it right, my instinct was to tell him that he had done this wrong. And I'm sure I did, and I probably owe him an apology for this. Did it really matter that she was in her pajamas? At that age, it was really just a onesie that she'd worn all day. She was safe and secure in her swinging chair, and it probably wasn't going to ruin her sleep pattern doing this for just one night. I really just needed to back off and let him do it his own way. Sometimes they are willing to help, but they are going to do it their own way, so we have to be willing to allow this. Even the same thing when I hired someone to help me clean. She was very good at putting things away and literally put my apple cutter away somewhere for a year and I couldn't find it. But still, did I really, did that really matter? Uh, My house was clean. It smelled great. And, you know, I can always cut the apples with a knife. So when you ask for help, you're going to have to let go of a little bit of control. So, um... Next, we really need to figure out a way to relax. And I know that this is so hard for us. Um, We look at everything that we have to do and it's like, really, do I, is it it really going to make any difference if I take a bubble bath or get a massage? And I don't really care how you want to relax or how you decide to do it. We just know that you have to find a way. And the thing that I want you to notice is if you are with your children and your jaws clenched, or you're thinking about your to-do list, or you're trying to multitask doing laundry at the same time as you're trying to be entertaining your children, that's not where you want to be. If you're at the same place as I was, where I was already saying no to whatever my daughter was asking before it even got out of her mouth, that's not the space you want to be. So let's re-examine our values a little bit. Values are the foundation of who you are as a person. They include, but aren't limited to, how you treat people, treat yourself, and view the world. Sometimes it helps if you write these down. Some of the things you admire in yourself and few of the qualities you want to strive for this year. I like to think about what memories do I want to create for my family. And initially, we often go to the big things like vacations or trips or great expensive things. But what do kids really want? They want to feel safe. They want to feel loved. They want to feel that you're present in their lives. Do you want them to remember that the house was always spotless or that you put your phone down and did something fun or even just talked to them and spent time together? We often get hung up on trying to plan the most expensive and memorable vacations when the moments we really remember are the small ones. The next time your whole family is sitting around telling stories, notice how many of those had nothing to do with expensive vacations, the type of home you lived in, or how clean that home was. 
they almost all have to do with being together, laughter, and loving one another. This is what you want to create for your child's memory. What's the point of setting up personal rules then if you don't follow them? If you have a hard time keeping up with your rules, then just start with a fewer one. Maybe say, I'm going to delegate one chore this week. And then once you find someone that you trust, then you start delegating more. Sometimes maybe you need a a friend to hold you accountable. Most importantly, give yourself grace that you're doing the best that you can. As a female physician, I often fall into the perfectionist mode, lending me to be very hard on myself. It's important to recognize that little voice in our head that is constantly telling us that we're not enough, we're not doing it right, we're failing our children, we're failing at work. We need to be mindful of this voice and learn to be kinder to ourselves. One of the tricks that often helps me is that if I hear my inner voice telling me all of these negative things, I think, what would I tell my best girlfriend in the same situation? If she was telling me this story, would I say the same things to her out loud, what my brain is telling me? Of course we wouldn't. We would never say the same things out loud, what we say to ourselves in our head. Try to let go of negative thoughts. And one of the things that I want you to be aware of is that 85% of our thoughts every day are negative. And this is just the genetic code that has been passed down from our brain to keep us safe. Our brain always looks for danger and generates fearful thoughts. And that is just its job. There's nothing wrong with that. But what I want you to do is just notice that. Just be aware of that. And you don't always have to believe them. I tend to say, okay, thank you, brain. Thanks for trying to keep me safe. But I don't want to spend my day in negative thoughts. I really want to think of something more positive. I want to think of the things that I have and the things that I'm grateful for. So please let me help you with this. Getting started begins with asking the questions about what you need and most importantly, what you want. Okay, everybody, I hope that helps and I will see you next time. A Huda Media Production.